Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. The investment in heaven, Jesus said, the moth and the rust and the thief cannot break in or destroy those treasures. They are safe and the value never goes down. There's never going to be a crash (laughs) in that heavenly investment. But there will be here on earth. But if our investment is here on earth, then that's where our minds and our hearts are going to be. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Colossians. Today, Pastor J.D. talks about how this world is temporary and will quickly fade away. The treasures you have on this earth are fleeting and fruitless, which is why Jesus encouraged us to store up treasure in heaven. When you set your mind on things of heaven instead of earth, then your rewards will be eternal. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Colossians, chapter 3, with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. There's coming a day, soon and very soon, when that trumpet is going to sound. (laughs) The dead in Christ are going to rise first, and we who are alive and remain are going to be caught up and be with the Lord forever. And the people that are going to be there with us, How about the people that are going to be there because of us? Oh my goodness. No eye has seen, no ear has heard. It is impossible, it is unfathomable, it is incomprehensible, as the Apostle Paul would say, almost criminal to even try to describe the glory that awaits us. I think if God could somehow show us what awaits us, it would ruin us forever. Can I say it that way? I mean in a good way. (laughs) It would ruin all of our plans, for sure. It would ruin everything for Him. Because now I'm looking at my life through the lens of my eternal life. Do you realize that your eternal life began the day that you gave your life to Jesus Christ and were born again of the Spirit of God? That's when your eternal life started. But when we're in eternity, and I've been thinking about this too, and this is maybe another topic for another time as it relates to the rewards in heaven. Nothing wrong with wanting rewards in heaven, but you have to understand that when we get there, we're going to have different, uh, why are you looking at me like that? There's not going to be anybody in heaven going, man, I totally blew it. There's not going to be any regrets in heaven, but here's what I am thinking. There are going to be those in heaven, because of how they spent their life here on earth, that will have glorious and grand and eternal riches incomprehensible, while others will not. Let me say it this way. You cannot lose your salvation, 
but you can lose out on your rewards. And it all, I believe, hinges on where our minds are set, our mindset. This is why in Proverbs 23, 7, it says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Maybe I can say it like this. You and I are what we think. This is one of the most powerful truths that I'm learning personally in my own walk with the Lord, is that my thought life impacts my life either for good or for bad. This is why it is so important to take every thought captive. This is why the Apostle Paul to the Philippian church says, very important to think on those things that are pure and true and of a good report. Have your, your mindset, and let me talk about this word mindset, because I think we, we just kind of rush through that word and, okay, oh, a mindset. That's their mindset. You know what mindset means? I know this is going to be deeply profound, but it means that you have your mind set. Like I said, I know that's, wow, deeply profound, right? Let me say it this way. Like last night, I had my alarm set, but I also had my mind set before I went to bed. You know what I had my mind set on? My mind was set on the fact that I have to get up at 3 o'clock a.m. Otherwise, I'll stand up here and say to you, I don't have anything, so we're just going to have Testimony Sunday. I have to get up that early. So I set my mind like I set my alarm clock to get up at three o'clock. And by the way, you do that too. You probably didn't even know that. That's why it is that when you go to bed knowing that you have to get up at a certain time, sometimes you'll get up even before your alarm clock goes off. Why? Because you set your mind, just like you set your clock. I hope that's not a dorky illustration, but it, 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 that's what the mindset is. It's what you set your mind on. And here Paul is saying to the Colossians, don't set your mind on earthly things, because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If your mind is set on earthly things, guess what? Guess what your life's going to be? It's going to be an earthly and worldly life. Why? Because your mind's set on earthly things. Conversely, if your mind is set on the things of heaven, oh, then that's what your life is going to be like. Because as a man thinks, as a man's mindset is, so is he. So here I am, and I'm thinking on the things that are above. My mind is set on him. My heart is set on him. Oh, that changes everything. Now I'm dancing to the beat of the drum that he's playing instead of the drum that the world is playing. I think that classic, timeless hymn, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, says it all. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full 
in His wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. I hope you'll kindly allow me to share with you four scriptures. I actually had to condense it. There are so many, many more, but these four have been such a blessing to me, such an encouragement to me personally in this regard. It has been these verses, these promises, these passages in God's Word that have gotten me through some very, very difficult times. The first one is Romans 8 verse 18. By the way, let me parenthetically say that the entire chapter of Romans 8, one of the greatest chapters in all of the pages of Holy Writ, especially if you're here today and you're really struggling in a trial, perhaps doubting the love that God has for you. Here you are in this situation, and it seems like even your prayers are bouncing off the ceiling. God is nowhere to be found. Romans 8 is a much needed reminder that there is nothing, no thing, that could ever, ever separate you from the love that God has for you, neither height, nor depth, nor principality, nor power, nor angel, nor anything, anything created, no thing can separate you from the love that God has for you. Well, he feels very distant from me right now. Oh, he's there. I would really encourage you to spend some time and meditate on, and even pray through the entire chapter of Romans 8. I want to draw your attention to verse 18. It's a life verse for me, especially when I'm in a situation where I'm just thinking, man, this is hard. <laughs> this is hard. A three-word prayer. God answers three-word prayers. Ask Peter. He starts to sink after walking on water. <laughs> he doesn't have time for our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom, be too late. So his prayer is, Lord, save me. Boom. The Lord hears and answers that prayer. Listen to what Paul says. I consider, I've done the math. Some of your translations use the, the word, I reckon. I like that one, y'all. I reckon. It comes from the word, I've reconciled. I've created, you know, the, the two columns on both sides of the, the sheet, and I've reconciled, and I've compared, and I've concluded that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. You're going through a hard time, a difficult trial, and you're even questioning whether or not you're in God's will. And we're, we're prone to do that. We're prone to, I should say, misinterpret our difficult circumstances, that trial we're in, as 
I must be out of God's will. Well, wait a minute. I think of the disciples in the boat in the midst of the Sea of Galilee with this perilous storm, life and death threatening storm. And they're right smack in the middle of the Sea of Galilee, but they're right smack in the middle of God's will, because it was Jesus who sent them in to that storm. I think about the Israelites when they make the exodus, and they get to the Red Sea. God leads them to the Red Sea. That's a trial. We all have our Red Sea trials in our lives. You got the Egyptians behind you, death. The Red Sea in front of you, death. That's when God shows up. That's what I like to call the but God moments. Yes, I'm suffering presently. I'm in a trial currently, but this suffering, this trial is not even worthy of being on the same comparison, the same chart with the glory that will be revealed in us. When I have that heavenly mindset, and I view life's trials and even triumphs through the lens of the glory that awaits, it changes the whole complexion of everything. Oh yeah, uh, this is hard now. Let's say that I go through a prolonged period of time of pain and suffering. Let's say two years. How about five years? I've been going through this for five years and I see no end in sight. Okay, well what is five years when compared to five billion years in eternity? Does that put it into perspective? That's what Paul's saying. Romans 12.2, this is a gnarly verse. When we were teaching and studying through Romans, I had to actually go back and reteach this verse when we got to chapter 12, verse 2. Listen to what Paul says. He says, do not conform to the pattern of this world. I like how one paraphrase it, don't let the world force you into its mold. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Be earthly minded is to be conformed to the pattern of this world. But instead, be transformed. How? Oh, by the renewing of your mind. You need a new mindset. You need to, if I can borrow a computer metaphor, some of you techies will appreciate this. You got a corrupted file on the hard drive. What are you going to do? You're going to overwrite it. You're going to install a new file to overwrite that corrupted file. It's a renewed mind, a new way of thinking. Then, Paul says, you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Wow. I'll take it. Where do I sign? I want good. I want pleasing. I want perfect will. And that is attainable by the renewing of my mind. Isaiah 26.3. I know you probably tire of me saying this, but I'm going to say it again, and I'm probably going to keep saying it again and again. But this is my favorite verse in all of the Bible, along with all of the other verses in all of the Bible. But this one in particular. Isaiah 26.3. Listen to this. 
It comports with Philippians 4.8 about the cure for worry, by the way, and anxiety. You want to know how to worry about nothing? You thank God for everything, and you pray for anything, and the peace of God will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And it's the peace, Jesus says, not as the world gives, but as I give, it surpasses human understanding. You know, sometimes we have peace when we understand. Oh, now I understand. Okay, my mind's at peace. My mind's at rest. Put my mind at ease, as we say. But what Paul's talking about, and what Isaiah's going to be talking about here, is a different kind of peace. This is the kind of peace that transcends human understanding. In other words, I'm looking at this thing, the situation around me, and ho, 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 ho. I mean, there's no way. And God says, the only way you can have peace in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of a hardship, in the midst of adversity, is that peace that comes from me when you put your mind on me and think on heavenly things. Reset your mind. Again, a computer metaphor. Some of us need to reboot our minds. We need to reboot our minds. Isaiah says this, you will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you. Why? Because he trusts in you. My eyes are on you. My mind is on you. My trust is in you. And because of that, no problem. Yeah, but look at what's happening in your life. No, 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 no. Doesn't even register, doesn't even move the needle, as they say, in comparison to eternal life. Oh, by the way, who's to say that this suffering, this difficulty, this trial, this pain, in my life is not there to prepare me for eternal life. Last one, Matthew 6, 21. Really, Matthew 6, verses 19 through 34. Must read, must read. Sermon on the Mount. Jesus is speaking, and He says this, and this is so interesting. He says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Notice he doesn't say where your heart is, that's where your treasure will be. No. (laughs) Wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart is. Is your treasure here on earth? Is your mindset on the things of earth? Or is your mind and heart and treasure in heaven? If your treasure's there, if your master passion, that which you prize the most, your greatest possession, eternal life. That's what you, as a Christian, by the way, that is the most prized possession that you have. It's not your home, it's not your car, it's not your bank account, it's not your business, it's none of that. The most prized possession that you and I have is eternal life. And. <laughs> Remember how we talked about that you can't take it with you, but you can send it ahead? 
My son Elias is investing in cryptocurrency and uh, he's doing pretty good. He bought me some, you know, not a lot, but anyway, he bought me a little bit and it's going up. And uh, it was really interesting because now all of a sudden, he put it on his website, and so I find myself, you know, checking where it's at now. It's kind of like, you know, I'm thinking about that now more, because why? Well, I've got an investment in this thing. (laughs) And nothing wrong with that. You can have that. Don't let that have you. But what about when we invest in heaven. Is that not what we're going to check first thing in the morning? Instead of checking our stock portfolio or our cryptocurrency portfolio, we're checking our heavenly portfolio. Oh, and by the way, the investment in heaven, Jesus said, the moth and the rust and the thief cannot break in or destroy those treasures. They are safe, and the value never goes down. There's never going to be a crash (laughs) in that heavenly investment. But there will be here on earth. But if our investment is here on earth, then that's where our minds and our hearts are going to be. Can I just say lastly, this will be the last, last, lastly. I wonder, and I speak of myself as well, I wonder, have we dug our roots down too deep in the soil of this temporal life here on earth, and done so at the expense of our eternal life in heaven? Could it be that maybe that's why it is that we don't long for heaven? Because we're too invested down here on earth? Our minds are set on earthly things, the things of this world. And maybe it's a thing where we love the things of this world, which are passing away. You can't have two lovers. You cannot serve both God and money or possessions. Jesus said, again, Matthew 6. He didn't say you shouldn't. He said you cannot. It's impossible. It's one or the other. We're either going to be serving or investing in heaven, or we're going to be serving, self-serving, and investing here on earth. Cannot serve two masters. The book of Colossians takes you deeper into the theology and doctrine of Christianity as the Apostle Paul emphasizes the deity of Jesus. As you learn about Jesus as the perfect man who walked the earth, you also need to embrace the fact that he is God. He has the right to be the judge, to tell the world of its sins and failures. Yet Jesus instead went to the cross to die for that sin, your sins. He poured love and grace out to a hurting world, giving all the opportunity at new life through his death. We're so glad you joined Pastor J.D. today to study the book of Colossians. We pray it's been an incredible encounter with Jesus. Today, you may be feeling called to tell someone else about Jesus and how he can change their lives. That can be intimidating, but it doesn't have to be. There are simple ways to share your faith, and you can find an excellent resource on our website. 
in spiritandtruthradio.com. Pastor J.D. has simplified the gospel into the ABCs of salvation. These are the basics that everyone needs to know. Just click the link on our website and you'll see how easy it can be. Know that we're praying for you too as you answer Jesus' call to share the gospel. If you're in the Kaneohe area, we'd love to have you join us for our worship services. Bring your friends and family along too. It's a great time of fellowship and learning about God. Find out more about Calvary Chapel Kaneohe at our website. Again, that's in spiritandtruthradio.com. Thanks for being part of our time here today. We hope you'll tune in again for another edition of In Spirit and Truth. Ooh